Hey, <laughs> welcome back, welcome back. This is amazing. Um, when I say amazing, we'll say hi, my only one fan blowing behind me. So, yes, this is amazing. It's a good day, it's a great day. Um, to be celebrated, it's um, the first day of the month of February, um, the black month day and also valentine's month the month of love you know so um i was just thinking and a thought crossed my mind please put any form of racial you know bigotries and everything away it's a disclaimer this is just like an outside perspective kind of view you know with no ties to a particular um race or any kind of thing like that so i'm just putting it out there like it's just like mm, what if but just think of it like think about it you know that kind of thing so um just to put it out there you know we have some form of race um in our um our lives right we have there's this segregation of white people, black people, um, all of that cumbersomeness, you know. And I was just thinking of something like so. Lately, it's just that like my thoughts kind of you know. I don't know. <laughs> Let me let them finish talking. So yes, my thoughts kind of wow. Okay, so my thoughts kind of, um, you know, gets up like when people have conversations and I'm like, oh, but what if we look at it from this perspective, you know, so this is actually one perspective that I'm thinking of, like, let's just go all out there, you know, throw in some science, uh, science fiction, some spirituality, you know, just throw it all in the cauldron and stir so what I'm thinking is, we have the melanated people, right? And we also have the less melanated people. And there have been some flying rumors of some deals that were made, you know. And during this Black History Month, I was watching some videos and I came across one and it really struck a chord for me to think about. So there was some pooling of coins and pictures indicating that even the British royal family, like King James, was of a African or a black, you know, lineage. Like they had the color black like they were melanated but it has all been in quotes as the person put it whitewash you know so I was thinking about it that way when did history really start because for as far as I know I was born in the 90s so my mother was born in the like 60s or yes and my father was born in the 60s. You know, my grandmother was born in maybe the 
1930s or 1920s. Her mother was born in 19, let's say, getting to 18 or something. But she recently died, like less than 10 years ago. She was really, really, you know, old when she died. And, like, her age was not even, like, they didn't know her age, so they were like, around 130 <laughs> you know it was very it was it's such a blessing to have such you know such an old age and she was quite strong i digress sorry i digress <laughs> and i was like wait what was history because before those times all we did was pass down stories from generations to generations that's all we did, right? And now, when television came to be, we were having an education. I'm talking from my perspective as an African living in Africa. So we were taught, you know, these perspective from television, you know, all of that. And we saw, you know, the British Empire, all of that, plus colonization happened, started happening in, according to what we were taught, 1471. Yeah, I know it's 14 and 71, so 17 or 71. I, I stand to be corrected. So, let's see. If someone came in to teach their history, apparently, like, for example, as they came in, Africans were barbaric, according to them. But I know we had so many inventions that nowadays people just overlook. Like, mm, thankfully, technology has come in to help us because um, by now we'll still be, you know, pounding fufu like this. We'll still be... Um, grinding pepper like this but we did make the kente we did weave baskets we did know how to survive butter trading you know you have your families working together on farms and you know there was no much of disparities and some of the narrative that gets being pushing push around is I don't know I say pushing that gets pushed around lately is Africans were the ones who sold their own brothers and sisters. I'm not going to um I uh, call it argue on that. Sure I wasn't there I wouldn't be able to say it's a fact or it wasn't but even if it's a fact I do have a few things to say. But now what I was actually thinking was what if with the melanated people it was hard for some entities to make a deal with them so they had to because they can't even if you make a deal with a melanated person they are living within themselves like they know themselves they know how they are connected to each other so before you can attack or render a melanated person weak the attack has to come from outside, not from inside, you know. So this is what I was thinking, that then how come, you know, everything just started up. So I was like, okay, now technology comes in. 
and it's showing just one favorite part like you see now people have to now show oh we are now showing the real africa okay now we are now showing the um america they don't want to show you okay now they are now showing this 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 so i'm like hmm that that is like a thought scratching like it's so thought scratching right so i'm like okay now technology came in and started handling just one side of perspective white washing everything you know the stories were told from a white perspective you know so right now I think the biggest generational curse we are having a problem to even identify is white people are still humans, right? Looking at what their ancestors had done, what if, just bear with me, what if it was one ancestor who was able to, you know, convince a huge realistic um, Christopher Columbus as an example convinced a huge portion of the people to help him go to find other lands why why just why do you want to go and find other lands he had a dream possibly maybe he had a dream and he knew okay there are other lands there can be other lands let's try using the seas to get to them and with that from that he might have thought he was in control and he was just doing like what he wanted. But if melanated people could not get possessed and they used another way to, you know, try and infiltrate the human, I'm talking about entities, you know, and how entities is so close to elite. <laughs> But yes, some people are saying they are elite families and they are elite people, sure. But I'm saying, let's just say those entities were not able to penetrate through the Africans from the outside. So they use the Caucasians. And now if we run back into some few histories that I'm getting to know from the mountain of Caucasus, you know, it's rather kind of um yeah i'll just call it something so um it's rather kind of um interesting you know how traumatizing these times were for these people living in those areas apart from the black plague the all of these, you know, plagues and pandemics that kept on hitting them from time to time. Let's just put that away. The traumatic effects from the Ice Age, you know, it made them hunters. You know, it's just from my viewpoint. I stand to be corrected. Sure, you can also have your viewpoint, but don't try to say, hey, this is wrong. No, I'm not trying to be right or wrong. I'm just giving a viewpoint. So just bear it, like I said, with an open mind and let's have an interesting, you know, thought. So these people really went through trauma, which if you are going spirituality, lowered their vibration very much, which made them highly accessible to lower, you know, entities. 
so for them to come in change history into their names and everything with the help of said entities it's really like scratching you know like because mm, now they are findings of oh there were black rulers all around what do you call it um these areas in Europe but what happened to them there were black people also on the American soil before the arrival of Columbus what happened to them you know all of these things just gives you like a head scratch like what went on where did the change of history happen it hap- I know, I, I think it happened very subtly, especially with the introduction of, um, what do you call it, introduction of um, these things, um, the technology, the educational systems, and everything. It just happened so smoothly that the educational system was kind of, you know, changing the mindsets of people from the grassroots so by the time they are older the gen the, the generation thinks that oh you people are too a cake you don't know what's going on these people have presented us with pictures with proof which is pictures because our forefathers were you know storytellers we tell it orally so that it sticks to you it's embedded into your memory, which you pass on to your, what do you call it, your children. And the moment you mention some few phrases, it ignites within the person's, um, what do you call it, DNA, that they feel the, they feel it within themselves. It's intuition that, oh, this is right because I feel it. You know, when someone is telling a lie, you can tell, mm, this book like this book mm, I don't think mm, I don't know like you have the right things and materials saying is the truth but something just don't feel right you know you have that feeling when someone is lying because it's embedded already in your DNA you know it you already you already have access to that information you just the confirmation to ignite that memory is just from hearing it again. So stories by the fireside, you know how people were interpreting it because it was all parables for various levels of consciousness. I think I covered it um, in um, one of my um, podcasts earlier. Le- parables are good for different levels of consciousness so even when the person is not in that consciousness first that is why you'll be told a story you relate to it as a child but as you grow older you start realizing wait this has a more deeper meaning because you have to experience some things to be able to get to a consciousness to understand what that thing means you know so our people were oral, you know, transmuters. They told stories. These days, parents don't talk to their children. They feel like, oh, this is not something that they have to know. 
Even things that are happening within families are kept a secret. Abuses that are happening within families are kept a secret. There's no safe grounds for children to actually talk or be themselves. You can't talk to your parents. Your parents don't tell you anything that is happening in the real world. So when people are like, adulting is a scam, because you were just shown the pretty side of it. Just like how, sorry to use it, but America is just showing the pretty side of America. And people get there and they see that way. It's almost like the same slum. Some places are like the same slums in my um, old neighborhood way back at home. Why didn't I get the truth? You know, they get disappointed, but out of shame or embarrassment, I don't know even why, but they don't want to come back empty-handed. So you get stuck into this um, revolving um, revolving door of, oh, I want to go back home. I just want to make enough. But you never, you, you might never make enough. Maybe you will make enough to just come and travel and come and stay for some few weeks or months, but you would eventually have to go back to go into back that system to go and regenerate, you know, money for the system again. And these things just made me think that what if, what if, you know, there was an entity that wasn't able to get access to the melanated people and they got access to the non-melanated people for their low vibration because we should be considered they did go through a lot of trauma they did go and sometimes it's not even like i don't want to say it's not even their fault yes because it wasn't it was climate yes but if someone has gone through so much trauma then they come to find out that the very thing that they really needed to support their life essence, watching their family die, you had it in abundance. They don't even understand the concept of abundance. Like, wait, because literally, um, from what like I know from my history side, we literally had gold popping up from the ground. That's why Ghana was called like Gold Coast, right? So we literally had uh, what they call gold popping up from the grounds whenever it rained. And we would use it for like furnishing our houses, making stools and making products and making, you know, stuff like that. We didn't see it as, oh, it's so much, you know, it's this, I'll kill my brother for it. You know, we didn't see, so they had to find a way to penetrate. And they, I probably think that they probably found a way that, hey, these people are very connected. So we have to find a way to break through it. And you might think that is a person thinking. Sure, the thought did come from the person, but was it not like maybe ignited from somewhere? Or, you know, because... If the person is like really low vibrational and an entity has been able to get hold of them that I will give you and your children all the riches you can ever have, just get me the melanated people. 
get them to have a low frequency so that we can get access to them break them apart segregate them because we didn't have that idea of who is this who is that but now there was this breakage of this person is bad this tribe is bad because we are living in tribes you know oh this tribe is bad this this tribe these people they are wicked you know that kind of thing where did that come from? But we were really much at peace. Fine, there were sibling squabbles. We all see how when you have siblings, you fight with them from time to time. But we always made up. Clear example, Ghana and Nigeria. It's right there in our face. How Ghana and Nigeria would just have a huge brawl on Twitter, on all other social media pages. But come between Ghana and Nigeria if you are anyone, and they will show you that mm, you really took a wrong turn because it is not really a brawl. We are making fun of each other, we are having fun, you know. And if someone is from the outside, they think, hey, these people are really fighting, these people are against each other. Like some people who don't really understand it might think that, hey, these people are really like going at it at each other. Who win? But we are not looking, it's just a brawl. Like we are. We are having siblings brawn, but some people take it to like an extra level to make it so much that oh, I hate them. But then you are not in the game, like you, you don't know what is going on. We are just having fun, like, oh, so who would you support? You know, it's like it's just. It's, it's, it's right before us it's so nice you get it that is what we do we had those kind of brawls but now they had to find a way to make it seem mm, this one is better than you so do it while shine them then you know it ignites this kind of you know feelings and emotion eh, yeah they meet to i will show them say i'll be better than them then you know it's it's that funny it's that funny but it starts getting very intensively serious. Then before you know, blood is spilled. Because all that they wanted is the melanated blood. And it was spilled. You know. So, let's just look from this perspective. The white people are still human, right? Probably their ancestors. Some people might still be holding some ancestry you know hosts and karmas and things that were passed down to them and all of that but they are still humans which means they still were with us you know we all had different kind of experiences I know like I know this I know that Africans had an understanding with nature so did so many other ancient, um, what do you call it? Um, so many other ancient, you know, um, tribes and all of that. They had a level of understanding which made life very easy, very smooth for them because they were one with nature. But just put yourself in the history of the white people's shoes and see if there was an ice age and these people had to live through 
a cold dark era of scarcity they still made it alive barely in the mountains in the caves sorry to put this out there but i think they are the real cavemen we do have people also here that lived in caves it's in the astrology uh, medical uh, what is this i will find the name it will come to me you know where people did live in like cavey places here in our history and when time came and they were coming out of the grounds they were said to be have they came from the grounds like people believe that they uprooted straight from earth you know and there were people who came from the sky and there were people who came from the sea the waters so all of these things like because there's this thing that i want to understand from even my local point of view there's so much to history that i think if we should give it a kind of attention it might answer so much because there's this question that i keep on asking when i ask why is it that the gang people are caught in crime for the answer that i got was when they were coming they looked like you know in crane and in crane is like ants so there were so many of them coming in that they were caught in crying like in crane they look like that ants coming in so like black ants the big one coming in so i'm like wait look at the distance from kumasi and the distance from Accra, like right now, if you use a car and you are driving very fast, you might be able to use four hours to reach Kumasi. But if you are walking, and I don't think that time they were driving or riding or I don't know, but how were the, you know, Ashanti's able to see them? from that side to that point to to that point like how were they able to see them from that point to say that oh their numbers are like that of the inkrane like how were they able to see them from all that that viewpoint i don't know you know so i think history i would stand behind this that's history has been alterated that's something that's like we can think about history might have been alterated and from a deal that was made from someone who was quite hungry and trying to save their dying population you know as a human like I'm just taking it from a perspective of being a human where you are hungry, you want to save your family and you are being offered power to make you become the kings and queens, you know, all of that. And they do take it upon themselves. What, like... 
because now there are pictures popping up. I don't know whether it's from another dimension or another timeline. You know, you can give it. It's all thoughts. Like, just think of it. If it's from another timeline, yeah. But I think moving forward, if people could be understanding that love, like, honestly, love is the beginning and it never ends. Because if you come from an understanding that, hey, these people did live through that hardship, let's even put a hold on entities and use them themselves, keeping it like they are keeping accountability for the actions of their forefathers. They were living in a mountain, only knew how to hunt jungle. You know, it's a, it's a jungle without any trees, just snow, white snow all around them. And you have to, you know, try and survive because the human mind knows nothing apart from survival, anything to survive, even if for one day, you know. And sometimes some people take it upon themselves to sacrifice themselves that if I will have to go against myself, my morals, my thoughts to survive the next day, then I don't want it. Others will say, let me just take it and see who knows tomorrow. So if someone took on themselves that, hey, let's go and search for other people to help us, and they find eventually people who are living in abundance, people who are, you know, just as um, living. They are not existing because these people were living on a mindset of just existing. You get it? Like exist till the next day. Push on. It's cold, yes, but try to exist till tomorrow. You know, counting down the time to tomorrow, counting time, counting sheep till tomorrow. You know, we don't know the things that they had to fight daily, the animals that they had to fight daily, and how it would have affected them generationally upon generationally. Whilst they might have been living in a singulated, non connected, you know ideally um, you know place like hey, if I have something it's just for me if you want it if I, I don't take something much more valuable from you I'm going to lose it because if I've got a deer I hunted a deer and you don't give me something much more valuable because you are hungry so if you don't give me something much more valuable then it's actually not going to help me in any way. But, like, survival for the um, fittest. But when it comes to maybe the African side, we understood that from the beginning that we have to do things together. We have to do things together. Okay, so these people are the farmers. When they farm, they bring it together. These are the hunters. When they bring it, we all eat together. We all sit around. We cook together. We sit around. We eat together. Even in moments of scarcity, whatever someone has, another person also has. We did it together. So even if 
it was not as abundant from the outside it looked really abundant because we made sure that everybody ate you know don't steal you don't have to steal you get it it's for everybody but don't steal because that shows greediness and this is how Africans were treating that they will banish you sometimes you can be banished to a certain place they had places where people even just imagine like what I learned from the depot era where people were having depot like the um, female um, puberty rights if you get pregnant before the depot there are hats that are made out on the outskirts of the village so that you do not let other girls know it's all right to get pregnant before you know your depot rights and depot rights were literally like sometimes just a few months after your first menses with other girls you know and that is like you're around 12 years or you know 14 or 16 years so if you're having your depot rights around that time and you are not pregnant in our modern society like 16 years you just don't get pregnant before 16 or 18 years that was where the depot rights lied you know 18 years after your depot rights then a man can touch you you know so if you are pregnant before then they move you out to an outskirts there are some that your banishment is just like um, forever don't ever come back to this place ever again and you are marked if people don't understand where the mark of Cain came from Africans practice that you'll be marked and everybody knew what every mark stand for so if you murdered somebody and you got banished you were marked so whenever anyone sees you you they will see the mark there are places you can go for as sanctuaries that were created for people who had committed some, you know, crimes that you can go seek asylum over there at those places. But some of the mark, when people see it on you, you might get, you know, what is coming for you, especially if maybe you've murdered someone. You know, it's, it's all like history retold history remade it's it's kind of nice like when you think about it like i'm just thinking from this perspective and it's kind of nice when i say nice i'm like oh vocabulary is just so hard man like how should i put this it's it's like eureka but in that kind of way but not really like that but yeah, it's kind of ooh, aha. Uh-huh. I think that sound makes it ooh, oh, whoa. That's the nice that I wanted to talk about, yeah. So it's kind of nice to think about that perspective because it actually makes sense to me that if someone is hungry and they see you working in unity, they will get jealous. From my human experience, I will get jealous, you know, like, wait, how do you, and that's the thing, instead of asking, how do you do it, you know, right now, I was telling some friends of mine that 
I don't understand why some people can't express what to express. Yeah, the Ashanti part of me says hi. Express some things, you know, cause I like it when I'm like telling my friends, "Hey, child, I'm jealous." Yeah, I'm jealous. I want it. How did you do it? Am I ready to do what you did? No. If no, then I tell myself, then why Why are you jealous? Because you are not ready to go through what they went through. So if someone is like, they are jealous of me, really, are you, are you ready to go through what I went through? Are you ready to experience the things that I experienced? Are you ready to you know get it so if i'm jealous of you and then i'm like wait how did you do this and you tell me and i'm like oh okay you have to go buy this and make it yourself oh okay can you make one for me no okay then i have to learn how to make it myself so am i ready to learn to make it myself right now no then why are you complaining but this is it took me such a long time to come to that this kind of understanding so yeah when people just tell me that hey i'm jealous it's so nice like oh really what what are you jealous of this oh please don't be jealous because if i tell you what goes on in the background scene like social media right now you see people taking pictures do you know what they go on behind the scenes you don't, but you want what is in front of the camera. So you start wishing for it, that, hey, I want this person's life. I want it. You are, you so want to align yourself with it. Bad shit start happening in your life. You are being fired from your job because they had to get fired to come to a realization that they can do this shit on their own. They had to stay days without eating. They had to stay months without even getting anyone to support them they had to push fight sometimes get abused things that's happening like that for you and you think you are cursed but no you wish for it you wanted that you you wanted to have that you didn't think of the behind the scenes you thought of the picture before you you know so in the long run like it would have been just a simple, hey, let's just go and take what they have. But they didn't think of the extra implications, like the new ideas that will pop into people's mind as they were there. Let's kill all of them and take the land. This land is bountiful, it's beautiful. Why don't we just take it, you know, kill their generations? And let our generation not feel the pain that we felt of the cold, harsh winter, of the ice biting into our backs as we laid on the bare floor of a hard, rugged mountain of Caucasus. You know, it's it's a parent trying to hunt for their offspring. Even if it's like it's a lion hunting, um, what do you call it, a deer. The deer might sacrifice themselves for their generation to go on to live on. But another deer will give their offspring to the lion just so that 
they can go on to procreate and make other, you know, generations come to pass. It's all a matter of the free will to choose, for you to choose. And sometimes your choices can actually end a part of history or shift history in a way that will be so hard to bring back on track because it might look like now nah. because it might look like now nah. that's a lie but you would have no idea what history might actually be you know i think for some traumatic people like people who have experienced some form of trauma history can be so hard for them like their past or their trauma can be so hard they tend to create a barrier that don't even allow them to remember that side of history you know it will be so hard to rip that banded open or open that door like what's behind that door you know and they are like what I said we are all oral people we passed down what you call it history by mouth and it gets embedded in your DNA and the moment you hear it being said it triggers some part of you and sometimes people might misread that trigger that mm, no no it doesn't make me feel comfortable because maybe you are remembering how it truly was maybe it doesn't sit right with you because you have to take accountability you know and we are all living in the same bubble in the same repeated loop because of somebody's decision and we are pointing fingers of who was the best who was here first who did it first who did that first and the uh, pick me kind of thing yes it's it's nice to know your lineage but it's also nice to acknowledge other side of the story you know it's not to kind of brush any hardship that happened because trust I don't even want to think about how very unhumane people were treated and just to be honest on that same you know breath it was implanted in both side of history the implementation was at both side of history black people have their trauma for it white people also have their karma from it because you have to live with the generations that you know existed and is existing you need them to do your work for you and stuff like that so but oh it's like how it draws back to the end game where Thanos was like um what do you call it now you guys have taught me that if I leave some behind um what do you call it 
you would remember just like how most of the people are thinking that mm, why did they even like allow them to exist we could have done it on our own but no you couldn't you wouldn't you wouldn't be able to you wouldn't be able to you know you don't build just from your perspective that's something that you should know you don't build from just your perspective building takes different kinds of perspectives different you need so many different perspectives to work you know like you would need um an architecture to do it maybe yes you can do your own architecture and everything but you can't really do everything by yourself and let's not just repeat history by pointing fingers who did it what and what not yes it happened we should remember it and tell it as it is we know and we all know the history that's our parents our grandfathers our grandmothers told us the real history that was passed down by mouth you should remember those history right and as you remember those history we would know that at the end of the day we actually you know are just lost siblings scrambling around for who is right and who is wrong instead of just sitting down assessing both sides of the story cancelling out the fake ones that was just made to make one feel good about themselves instead of actually keeping real accountability apologies may be in order you know just leave the people to build it's it's just a matter of really all I think all that most black people want is the recognition and the apology but what some white people also do I'm using race right now because I think just to clarify it is like the the older brother and the younger brother kind of ish and it's all like I always say the connections are faint line but it's always there you see what happened when um, what do you call it Joseph was sold into slavery as Joseph was sold into slavery his brother came back to need his help and if he was not sold into slavery when that famine came they would have all perished because Egyptians wouldn't have known to store the grains to be able to help them survive that famine you know like he said to the brothers you might have thought you were acting out of your own jealousy but it was all divinely orchestrated you get it because as they did that that is when they were able to move the whole family to Egypt so that they can all live in abundance during the famine side and it was all in divinely arranged 
same way. We black people, Africans, lost the better half of ourselves to slavery. And if it hadn't happened, surely we wouldn't have been able to have access to TikTok, have access to the social media, Instagram, Facebook, or Meta right now. You know, we wouldn't have had some inventions because we had to go and see things from other perspective. There were things that had to like happen for other things to fall into place. It might look negative right now, like there's a tower moment going on. It might look it's not going out of place, but if you step out and look at it from a longer route version, you'll see how things were just knocked into place. The fiber optics that is used to connect so many lines and things, you know, through the internet and everything was actually created by Ghanaian, you know, and it's something that I always think about that what could have happened if this slavery didn't actually happen? Maybe, yes, we would have created, like some, some people said, that if Africans were not enslaved, we probably would have been living in a futuristic Wakanda era. But just see how Wakanda was. Other African countries were, uh, or, you know, in their world, their um, universe, were still being attacked. So that's where Killmonger's logic comes in, where let's bomb up the oppressors. No. You wanted to help other African countries by creating war. War doesn't solve anything. And also, the opposite of war is not peace. You have to create it. It's true creation. You create the peace. How do you create the peace? Make things available and affordable. Things as simple as health care. As simple as that's like health care. Make it free. Make it affordable, available. You know, education, proper education, not one-sided treatment kind of education. And truly, right now, as people don't really see it, education is free. Well, it's not free technically. But you can gain access to education through your phone, anywhere, anytime. It's all up to you. Now, the decision is on you. How readily available are you to learn? That's it. And I hope there will be a time where it will be truly free. Like, let's hope, for, let's hope that Elon Musk does his Starlink satellite connection for everybody to have free internet accessibility worldwide then education will be truly free you know because if you are just going in to get school you just only get on your phone or you can want a teacher get on your phone they will be teaching you via you know um their own websites or their own live streams you know 
it will be very very free plus as they are doing that the sites are paying them so they get paid accordingly you know so basically what i'm saying is maybe as history was alterated maybe history isn't what we have been taught you know but why don't we keep moving forward what's the forward goal don't try to hate on another person understand them just if they are even trying to push you into or get to your wrong side just understand them that if somebody is going against you it's sometimes mostly due to their own you know self and they are trying to actually project themselves on you so sometimes don't take everything so personal don't take everything so personal okay and just make sure that you do live life you do understand people try to understand people sometimes it's hard i won't lie like you you understand where they are coming from but you're like why why do you want to propagate hate they have to pay really and you want them to pay through spilling more blood they have to suffer really you know it's like I understand some of the conversations shouldn't be had like shouldn't be had like that, like but it's not them, it's their ancestors. Some people actually agree that yeah, these people from what their ancestors has also told them, oh these people don't deserve it. Like there are studies that shows that empathy for black people. And it's not triggered in, in the brain for some Caucasian people because almost like they see black people as animals. You might want to take this personal, but personally, I'd say don't. Just look at it from a perception or a perspective. <sighs> they had to come and conquer. They came, they saw, they conquered. You know, personally, don't. If you have been hungry for so long, anything that doesn't look like you is food. Just think about it. Anything that doesn't look like you is food. It's just another palette for your palettes <laughs> you know i know i get that sometimes sorry but honestly just come from a place of understanding anything that doesn't look like you when you are hungry looks like food especially when you've been hungry for decades born into hunger raised in hunger you know, you don't have to even season your food to eat it. You don't, because what time do you have? 
Do you have time to season your food? Like, do you have time to season your food when your mouth is just, you know, really, really watering at the sight of it? There are some people that, what do you call it, can't eat rare meat, you know, well done on medium. They can't eat it even at the sight of the blood. But you don't ask yourself, why is that a palate? Because passed down from generation to generations, there were moments you cannot wait to cook those food. You eat it on the field just like that. And I have experienced it. My friend will say that you did everything you've experienced. It. Yes, I have had a first-hand experience with actually eating raw meat. I was so hungry. I was left in my father's house and he wouldn't believe us that his friend was not giving us the money he has been sending to us. And I was so hungry. I had to go and beg. And the woman gave me salted beef. There was no fire in the house. There's no gas in the house to light fire. There was no charcoal. All that I had was Fanti Kinky and raw salted beef and palm oil. So I doubled this um, raw salted beef in the palm oil, which was not even like, um, what do you call it, heated. So it was kind of, you know, dry, like I don't know how to put it, like, you know, clumpy and all of that. And, yeah, that was my meal for that day. So I do understand that you might not find it platable because for your generations, they had the abundance of fire, of creating it, of, you know, going around it, of laughter, storytelling. The children didn't know hunger because the parents was either, were either what you call it, sacrifice the food for the children to eat and the women to eat. They had a system where they understood the process of what actually um what do you call it um the human does like the body they had that understanding of how the body works together the heart pumps the blood to the liver the liver cleanses this the lungs you know so everybody knew okay i want to be a farmer go learn with a farmer You'll be living with the farmer and going to the farm with the farmer, even though your father is a hunter. The hunter's son wants to be, what do you call it, a blacksmith. They will go live with the blacksmith because we are all family. You know, in the evening, we all gather around and eat together. Every portion that we have, if you can't eat yours, pass it to your, your brother who wants to eat more. You get it. So that level of togetherness and working in swiftliness didn't work for other people because you don't know when your next meal is coming. So you have to hoard it. You have to hoard it. 
And just imagine it if this biblical famine was worldwide and these other people, let's say the Ismailites, the Ismailites, that is um, Abraham's son, who some people are saying that is through them that we have the Islamic religion. That is another topic that I want to tackle one day. But if they didn't know about this famine, you know, if they didn't know about this famine, how, like, just how, how do you, you know, survive that? Like, just imagine. It just appeared from nowhere like there was seven years where crops were growing bigger and better and all of that and you were just enjoying it. Then you have to suffer through another seven years where out of the blue, you don't have anything. Cold, ice, like all of that or wherever you find yourself, you just don't know why there's no more rain, there's nothing else. You know? And whatever cause or reason it was for it to happen like that, well, I don't know. I don't really know. Like, just seven years of abundance, seven years of, you know, um, just like that. It would be very, very hard for some people. And another head scratcher, there's also, like, um, flood mentioned in so many ancient, you know, um, writings. There's flood mentioned in so many ancient writings. It's, it kind of, you know, scratches the head. Like, it gives you a head scratch. You know? Like, honestly. Um, I just got this really nice download. Sure. It depends on how anyone will put it. Feel free. But just think about it. You know, history, I feel right now, has been really, you know, um, alterated, you know, to fit a particular storyline. You know, but as you keep thinking, just keep an open mind, you know. Just keep, it's your brother. It's it's your own sibling. They are all human still. There's a part of them. Just create. Don't try to create out of hate for them. Just create from understanding. That's it understand them it would have been very hard it would have been very very hard and like I said you don't want to just look at the flashy picture in front and say I would wish to be like you you don't know what happened before that happened so if you would wish to be like them, that's why you call for war, you would call for all sorts of things, because you are wishing to turn like them. But if you really, really want to help, 
your generation starts telling the truth from what you know from your generation not from what has been told to you all these years it starts from you what you tell your children are you teaching them to love themselves as they are are you teaching them to be themselves are you teaching them to not try to impress others but actually live their life not exist just live their truth what do they want to do are you supporting them even when you don't understand it instead of being pulled by how the monetary system shows value why don't you put value of self first in the kids before money because all that they see now is parents arguing day in and day out about money so they value money more even more than themselves just something to think about and I put a stop to it here and say hi to my fans. Like, you hear my fans here? Yes. I told you one day would tell a story. So, yeah, my fans just keep on going round and 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 round. Yes, so till another time and till we meet again, stay blissful, stay helpful, and stay in good, good love. It's love, okay?